Hi, and welcome to For the Love of Brantford. This is a bonus episode with the full interview with myself, Mandy, Heidi DeVries, and Joy O'Donnell chatting about the Mohawk Lake District and cleaning up the lake. Hi, Heidi. Welcome. Would you be able to introduce yourself for the folks listening at home? Absolutely. And uh, thanks for having me, Mandy. My name is Heidi DeVries. I'm the general manager of a newly formed commission in the city of Brantford called People, Legislative Services and Planning. Um, And before this role, I was the city solicitor for the city of Brantford and I've worked here for almost 10 years. That's wonderful. That sounds like a big change in your position too. Fantastic. Um, So today we're talking about the Mohawk Lake District project. Could you tell us a little bit about that project? I would love to. So the Mohawk Lake District project is one of, in my opinion, the most exciting projects taking place in Brantford right now. Um, The Mohawk Lake District was formed by council resolution um, through the 2014-2018 City of Brantford Community Strategic Plan. So that's something that our council puts together to help guide their decision making over their term of council. And it was formed as a way to bring together a number of concurrent initiatives around Mohawk Lake, the canal, and the Greenwich Mohawk former Brownfield site. And those initiatives included the approximately $42 million remediation program that would achieve the applicable provincial residential and parkland standards for an approximate 50 acre uh, piece of land within the the heart of what I would say the heart of Eagle Place um, on the Greenwich Mohawk Brownfield site. And this was the the former location of the Massey Harris Company and the Cockshut Plow Company. Uh, It also was part of um, the approach to implement a cultural heritage landscape designation for Mohawk Canal and the former Alfred Watts hydro generating station ruins. Um, And also involved initiating a lease agreement with the Canadian Industrial Heritage Center for for the use of the Cockshut Timekeepers building as part of an overall plan and to implement the Mohawk Lake and Canal Rehabilitation Project funded in part through the federal government as well as to investigate route options for the potential expansion of the Veterans Memorial Parkway, which at the time it was believed could include alignments through or or adjacencies through the Mohawk Lake District study area. Now, some of those initiatives have been put on hold due to the need to create a more um, comprehensive, faster transportation plan as part of our recent official plan process. So all of these initiatives, I mean, I know that was a mouthful, but all of these initiatives prompted council to uh, direct the revitalization of this area to be considered together within an overall district plan to coordinate revitalization efforts throughout. And as a result in 2017, the Mohawk Lake District Plan Work Program was initiated. And this was to assist in developing a comprehensive district plan and planning staff retained a consulting firm called WSP Group to provide technical expertise and to prepare the necessary reports and drawings and to assist with the community engagement program. So that is a very long and high level view of what is the Mohawk Lake District Plan. That's fantastic. Actually, one of the things that you mentioned that I just love about that is how they kept the timekeepers building over there. I'm so excited that they kept that and all of the changes that are gonna come to that property. Can you tell me how the community was involved? Absolutely. And I have to say uh, the preservation of the timekeepers building, which again was part of what we heard through the community and also through our members of council, as well as our, you know, our, our heritage um, committee. And uh, we have a number of heritage advocates within our community, which make, I think, Brantford particularly unique. We're a very, very old municipality. And the preservation of the timekeepers building and the use, the future use by the Canadian Industrial Heritage Centre, I think will be an incredible part of this district and help connect 
through to some of the other museum uses that we may see in the future on this site. But to answer your, your very specific question about community engagement, this was a significant pro, sorry, a significant component of developing the Mohawk Lake District plan from establishing the vision to the final preferred plan approved by city council. So several meetings and outreach initiatives were held, including a social media campaign, and these were organized between 2017 and 2020 when the plan was finally completed. And these engagement opportunities included gathering feedback from citizens and property owners and respective staff members of Six Nations of the Grand River and the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation through several public information sessions, workshops, participation with local school events and community events, both on the Six Nations Reservation and the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation to gain input from the community to establish the main vision of the district. Council also established a Mohawk Lake District Working Group comprised of the mayor and members of council. And the mandate of that working group was to address the requests of several community groups who were interested in relocating to the Mohawk Lake District. That working group implemented an expression of interest process to identify future land uses and space requirements, including building square footage and or land areas requested by those who had an interest in relocating to the Mohawk Lake District. And these were not-for-profit community groups. In total, the city received nine submissions from those groups. And of the original nine submissions, only two community groups were prepared to move forward with their request for land within the district at this time. And those two groups were the Lansdowne Children's Center and the Dois de Desne Aboriginal Health Center. So we are currently working with them. Um, as well as the Canadian Industrial Heritage Centre, who was identified earlier on in the process. Perfect. Um, I was actually able to attend some of the sessions, one of which was held at TB Costane, and it was, it was great to see so many folks out um, sharing their feedback. I think that the Smohawk Lake District Project is one of the community things that I've seen the most people get involved with, and everybody's just so excited about what that could be and what that could look like. We'll actually include the visioning under our show notes for anybody that wants to see the what the visioning turned out to look like. Um, is there anything specific that came out of the visioning that you're looking forward to seeing come to life? Well, I think Mandy, um... I, you previously mentioned the Timekeepers building and uh, the use of that building, the preservation of that building, but also potentially the use of that building as part of a larger, more comprehensive um, museum that will give a nod to Brantford's industrial heritage. And if you look at some of the plans that the Canadian Industrial Heritage Centre has for this particular area, it includes sort of an outdoor event space where they may have and I, I don't speak for them at all, but they have visioned a little bit here um, with respect to outdoor um, wayfinding and maybe even some, some artifacts like maybe a Massey tractor. I can't say that for certain, but um, some, some things that are a little bit more tangible that you could maybe take your kids for a walkthrough or your family members and, and discuss the history of Brantford. I'm also really excited about the park space and what could be used again uh, from the vision that we received from the community. And you've already noted that this was really a community driven vision where um, through all the stakeholder engagement that we conducted, as well as I should give a head nod to the neighborhood associations and the Eagle Place neighborhood associations and various community groups who were really involved in this process. Um, you, see, you see a community discussing and strategizing and dreaming about what their community could look like over the next five to 10 years and then into the further into the future. And so I think that part was exciting, but going back to the park, the idea of a space that could be used to hold events um, and have concerts potentially um, and, and be more of a community space for Eagle Place and associated neighborhoods 
and uh, you know, have that really be driven by the community. Um, so you don't necessarily have to go all the way to Lions Park, for instance, if you wanted to hold an event and it would, it's not gonna be quite as large as that, but it could definitely be a really wonderful space to program into the future. And then adjacencies with Lansdowne Children's Center and they're looking at potentially putting a swimming pool in their facility that could be accessible to the public as well. So that's a great asset for, for the community there. Um, and then as well as Dois de Desne, looking at some outdoor programming space that would then um, also tie back in with their, their idea of providing you know, healing to a particular community and how the park could be oriented to complement their uses. So I think that's one of the benefits of, of community-driven comprehensive planning is that everything becomes really interconnected and flows from the neighborhoods that surround this particular district. They, 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 the idea is that they will complement one another and be a space that could be used to its highest potential by the community. That all sounds wonderful. You actually mentioned what I would have called, my, what, some of the things that I was really looking forward to was the, the museum area where the historical, um, like the Timekeepers Building and all of the other museum pieces that'll be there, as well as I was really looking forward to the promenade along the lake. I think that'll be so nice, but just listening to you talk about that, I can really envision what that's going to look like, and that's going to be such a great space for the community. You know, Mandy, I, I should have said too, I think one of the, the focal points of this area will be hopefully the creation of a bit of a museum district, so it's not just the Canadian Industrial Heritage Centre, but we've had the Canadian Military Heritage Museum in this space for a long time. I mean, I think, you know, those who live in the neighbourhood would see those school buses coming and tourists coming, but being able to connect in with the great work that they have been doing in this area for so long and have a space where, you know, whether you live in this neighborhood or you want to visit the neighborhood, you could come down and spend the day exploring the history of Brantford and the many, many contributions that people from Brantford have made to not only this area, but to Canada and the rest of the world um, in this one space. I think that will be really exciting to see come to fruition. Yeah, that's going to be great. And actually, that just reminds me that um, it's my understanding that during COVID that the military museum had some time to redo some things over there. So I have to go over and have a, have a look at that. We haven't been there in quite a while. So I'm excited to see all the changes that they've made. Um, could you tell us where we are with the project now? So right now um, we've gone through the visioning process with the, with the community, as you've mentioned. Um, and in 2020, the final Mohawk Lake District Plan was approved by Brantford City Council. Um, and staff from various commissions within the organization are working to develop an implementation plan. So now that the vision has been set, we get to roll up our sleeves and, and do the hard work of how do we implement this vision that's really come from the community and various stakeholders. Um, in early 2022, as part of that process, planning staff will be bringing forward an official plan amendment, which will establish the official plan policies um, for the Mohawk Lake District and uh, reflect the over, overall land use policy framework to implement the Mohawk Lake District plan. Um, so what that means is they will really set out the various uses that will be permitted on this site. And at the same time, we will be bringing forward a zoning bylaw amendment, which will permit the museum use on the site, which will be leased to the Canadian Industrial Heritage Centre. So all this is necessary um, in order to lay the foundation for, for the implementation and, uh, of the plan and the various developments that we hope to see in the future. And while it may not look like anything is happening on the site, you may still see some hoarding and fencing and you know the grass growing on the other side of the fence. There's a lot of work going on on paper in terms of the design and particularly the infrastructure design that's necessary in order to see a successful redevelopment of the land. 
And there is a significant amount of work to be done in that area. And of course, I just mentioned the planning processes. Also, um, the city staff are currently working with Lansdowne Children's Center and Dois de Desne Aboriginal Health Center on memorandums of understanding, which will then hopefully evolve into agreements of purchase and sale for the transfer of the lands to those particular groups. And we're hopeful that the transfer of the lands to both De Dois de Desne and Lansdowne Children's Center will be able to help facilitate their redevelopment of these lands for their particular needs, as well as um, facilitate their request for funding from the various levels of government that fund those organizations. So really would be, again, a community contribution, giving back to the community um, on a site that saw industrial uses for so many years. And finally, um, the city is hope, hoping to initiate another expression of interest process. And this is for a portion of the lands within the district that were retained by the city for this time. Um, and they're retained to attempt to attract potential developers to develop that mixed use commercial residential space that honors the spirit and intent of the Mohawk Lake District Plan. And so we will eventually, and I think this may be further down that road, and once we've once we have um, made arrangements with the various not-for-profit organizations, um, as I mentioned, Lansdowne Children's Center and De Dois de Desne Aboriginal Health, as well as the Canadian Industrial Heritage Center, we'll be looking for other um, private developers to come to this this space and develop that Main Street orientation that you'll see on the plans if you click on the links that Mandy will share, and uh, generate that commercial residential space that hopefully will add life to this district after hours. So our goal was not to create um, a ghetto of institutional uses where you see people come for services and then leave and you have these institutional buildings um, and a parking lot at the end of the day, but to create a space where people will, will come for services, they'll live, they'll, they will work, they will play and recreate and hopefully one day walk along that promenade. And that involves um, a, a highly coordinated effort amongst a number of different parties. And so that's what we're working on right now internally with staff in terms of implementation planning, infrastructure planning, and of course, the planning process itself. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us, because I think that a lot of people would wonder when they're not really seeing anything going on at the site, what's actually happening with that project. So I appreciate you giving us a little bit of a look in the background of what's going on behind the scenes to make all of that come to life. Can you tell us what we would be looking at in the future? So our hope is that in the future, the Mohawk Lake District will look a lot like what the community envisioned it to be with, um, you know, hopefully two organizations, Lansdowne Children's Center and De Dois de Desne, um, located on this site, community programs serviced throughout those two organizations, um, a museum district connecting the Canadian Industrial Heritage Center and the Canadian Military Heritage Museum. We also, I should say, the city reserved approximately three acres of land um, on the other side of Ingenia's railway tracks there, um, which could connect those two museum facilities with a potential community space as well. Uh, we didn't have uh, current use for that space through any one of the other um, six interested organizations who submitted um, expressions of interest, but we wanted to hold that space in case one of them came forward in the future or to better connect the museum district. So there may be a space there, as well as, as I mentioned, the, the space to live and work um, within the, the main point there. Uh, it's approximately, I think, six acres, 6.5 acres of land that could be developed by a private developer. And so we'll want zoning in place that would then help guide, you know, density and intensification in that particular area. 
And then the other two features, which will be mostly municipally driven, but could be done in partnership with other interested parties would be the promenade. Um, the canal cleanup is, is also part of a current project that connects in with the Mohawk Lake a remediation program that's going on right now. And I know there, there's a really great community group involved in that as well. And then that promenade and the park, of course. So the park is one of the largest municipal infrastructure uh, components there once you get the underground servicing done and visioning for that park, I think will be the next most exciting part of this project, which again will involve a number of different community groups um, as well as um, in the indigenous um, partners that we have um, in, in this particular project. So looking to uh, the Six Nations of the Grand River in particular and uh, having discussions with them as well as those who run the Woodland Cultural Center to ensure that uh, what we do in this space you know, honors uh, the spirit of what they're doing in their space. Um, we, we are adjacent to the Woodland Cultural Center and um, we're really hoping that, um, you know, in dialogue with them that we can do something in this space that, um, that is in, in cooperation with the Indigenous nations who have an interest as well. Was there anything else that you wanted to share about the Mohawk Lake District or the area there? Um, thanks, Mandy. I think I wanted to first of all say thank you for having me in this space and for your work on this particular project. You've been involved um, from, I think, the very beginning. I'm not sure if you had boots on the ground for the remediation itself, which was one of the largest brownfield cleanups in possibly all of Canada. It was certainly a huge undertaking, and it was a vision of one of our former counselors, Marguerite Cheski smith who I had the privilege of working with when uh, I was a, a young lawyer working for the city of Brantford. Um, and so just... Yeah. yeah, she was she's absolutely an incredible advocate for the remediation of brownfields within the city of Brantford. And this was a huge undertaking that the council of that day and and future councils took on and stuck with. And um, I think, you know, this community should be very, very proud of. Uh, so now we get to do the exciting work of building on that vision and, and um, what could potentially come for this community. Um, but I, I also, so I wanted to thank you and as well the community for being part of this and for continuing to, to have an interest in this and for what I hope will be a lot of future engagement sessions, particularly as it relates to the park. Um, but I did wanna say that we're in, a, we're in a really, I think difficult but interesting time in the history of not only our community, but our nation. And one that requires a lot of, I think reflection and caution as we move forward with our planning and, and things that we, you know, with our vision for this space, particularly with the current search for, for victims of the residential school system, uh, you know, the Mohawk, the former Mohawk Institute, which is, which is now the Woodland Cultural Center, um, and, and the work that's going on with the Survivor Secretariat um, to seek truth and, and uh, justice for the victims of that school system is something that we do have to consider when we're talking about uh, this space in particular, um, its proximity to the Woodland Cultural Center and its significance for uh, the indigenous community that, that is both within Brantford and um, with whom Brantford is a neighbor. And so uh, I believe that that will require a lot of dialogue and thoughtful conversation and respect. And so it's something that we are, we are working on, um, building relationships with particularly members of the, the Six Nations, the Grand River community. And we're grateful for their hospitality to us in those conversations. And um, we're, we're looking to learn from them and, and honor the work that they are trying to do within their own community. And so um, that's something that I think that we do need to talk about um, as people in this space. 
and um, you know, hold our plans um, in some ways with an open hand so that we, we invite um, perspectives other than, than our own. And we have, we have been in dialogue with the indigenous nations who have an interest in this space. And it's something that we will be doing going into the future as well. I think that's really great that you guys are being so careful and so mindful and taking care of all of the important work that we know that is going to need to be done within our community. Um, a good friend of mine, her mom has this saying goes first do good, then do better. And I think that's something that it's certainly something that we're taking back as a, a bit of a mantra in my own commission that, you know, we need to acknowledge our history and we need to do good, do right by the people who have been wronged in the past, and then we need to do better. And so I'm hoping that we can, as well through this project, do better by the people of Eagle Place, do better by the Indigenous nations, um, and do better by other stakeholders. Um, that's how we grow a great community. And um, there are so many perspectives that we're looking forward to, to gaining and voices that we're looking forward to listening to as we continue to vision in this area. I really like that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that phrase in mind for sure. That's really great. It's um, not grammatically correct, but it's still a great saying. It's a great saying. It's a great saying. Good words to live by, right? All right. So thanks so much for joining me today. I forgot to mention my favorite part of the project so far was meeting your Aunt Betty. So I wanted to say that. <laughs> okay. That, yeah, that was something that um, we could have mentioned is how when we were um, talking about the Mohawk Lake District project that we actually had the opportunity to go around uh, Eagle Place and put flyers out so the community would be aware of it. And I got to bring you to Aunt Betty's, who you hadn't seen since you were a little kid. And so that was really great. And she loved seeing you. That's right. I should have mentioned that was one of my favorite parts. And I think it was somewhat serendipitous because um, Mandy, again, when I was thanking you, your, your audience may not know that you actually volunteered to help us distribute flyers so that enough people would, or as many people as possible, would be aware of what we were doing and be able to come to our information sessions. Um, and you and I happened to meet on the street where I grew up and where you spent a lot of your childhood as well. And I think you actually taught me hopscotch in your Aunt Betty's driveway. And, <laughs> and she happened to be home. And um, you were by far the coolest person I knew at six years old. So it's just amazing how life comes full circle. And so seeing your Aunt Betty that day um, still in her house and still thriving was absolutely my favorite part of this project so far. That's so nice, Haji. It's, it's so crazy how like we knew each other growing up and all of that. And then to be able to come together and talk about this project or be doing this work together too. It's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Right. And I think that's what makes Brantford one of the best places to live, that it may be a city of over 100,000 people now, um, but you can still run into your childhood friend at the grocery store or um, volunteering and, and the engagement of citizens in this community um, is absolutely what makes Brantford one of the best places to live, if not the best. It absolutely is the best. I'll, I'll agree with that for sure. Hi, Joy. Welcome. Could you introduce yourself for the folks listening at home? Hi, Mandy, and uh, thank you very much for inviting me to this podcast. Um, I'm Joy O'Donnell, and I'm currently the chair of the Mohawk Lake Working Group. By trade, I'm a certified financial planner, and I own Grand Financial Planning, uh, located on Charing Cross, so a little ad there, but I've uh, um, been working in the community since 1995. I grew up in Caledonia, and uh, I've moved to Brantford in 1993. I've been trying to be a community activist ever since, just trying to get involved in 
do what I can for for Brantford and Brant County and Six Nations and and the surrounding area. Thanks so much. That's great to hear. You've had quite a quite a history moving to Brantford and all of the work you've been doing. So I know you've been doing a lot of good work around the Mohawk Lake. Could you tell us how the project got started? Yeah, the project actually got started um, by our MP, uh, Phil McCollman. Um, he saw the project as uh, something he could um, sink his teeth into and get started, uh, you know, getting the community to talk about a project that has been on the books for a very long time. Um, many, many people have tried to get Mohawk Lake uh, into a better environmental shape since 1950s when uh, they stopped using the canal really a long time ago but um, they they wanted to clean it up and various groups have put together projects to get that started and unfortunately um, various things have happened Um, politics has got in the way they had a deal at one point when there was an NDP government in place and then they lost uh, the government in Ontario and that deal went down so um, lots of different things have happened along the way, and, and uh, Phil decided that he'd like to try it again. And uh, I happened to be at a Rotary meeting, and at the time I was the chair or maybe vice chair, I can't remember exactly, I think it was chair of the Grand uh, River Conservation Foundation. I heard him speak. So after the meeting, I went up to him and I said, you know, this is what I'm doing right now. But if you need any help with Mohawk Lake, I'd be happy to lend a hand. And it wasn't, I think, maybe an hour later when he called me and asked me to chair it. And, um, you know, when your MP comes and asks you to chair a meeting, you kind of say, yeah, okay. <laughs> and that's how I got into this uh, this project. And I've learned a lot since getting started. But there was also a fellow, the, the opportunity was right this time. There was a fellow named John Hall who had worked for the Halton Conservation Authority for 30 years. And he had been basically responsible for cleaning Hamilton Harbor. And Phil McCullman knew him as well. So he was bringing him in to the team. He had recently retired and he had moved back to Brantford. So we now had the expertise we needed to, to talk the talk and walk the walk at the same time. So, um, and he was doing it, you know, pro bono free, just as a citizen volunteering. So that uh, lent some credibility to the project because a lot of um, people in the community said it can't be done. It, it just can't be done. You know, after coming back from cleaning Hamilton Harbor, he said, you know, every project is relative. So he thought Mohawk Lake was doable. And I, I, I tended to agree with him once I heard his uh, thoughts on that. That's wonderful. I'm so glad that you guys didn't give up and that you're, you know, moving along with this project. Can you yeah. tell us what's been done so far? Yeah, um, you know, we've been going at this since about 2015. Um, we started off uh, going out to the community and, and actually reaching out for a vision um, of what they want for Mohawk Lake. The visions were really fantastic. You can tell that Mohawk Lake really means a lot to the citizens of Brantford. Um, they've grown up here. A lot of older folks remember Mohawk Lake when it was the thriving location where people went for weekends. Uh, there was a campground there at one point. They recall growing up there as kids and playing and playing in the lake. And it was it was just a lot of really good memories were there. And they were kind of sad that it wasn't there. And, you know, when, when Brantford was thriving at the peak of its prosperity, Mohawk Hawk Lake was at the peak of its prosperity. And it almost seemed like um, we could revive the lake, we could revive the spirit of Brantford and and really get back to those heydays. And I realized, you know, sort of I learned because I'm not from Brantford, I, I realized how much Mohawk Lake meant to people. And it was almost like if um, if downtown was our core, Mohawk Lake was our heart. 
And we wanted to see that heart beat strong again. I love that. I love the wording of that. I have, I have some great memories of fishing the little tiny fish out of Mohawk Lake and then returning them to the lake. And um, I know a lot of people still fish there. And I can, I can imagine what it would be like if it was able to be all cleaned up and beautiful again. We actually have some memories. There was folks that uh, when we did the visioning session on Six Nations, we went down to um, the meeting rooms across from Chiefswood Park there. There were some folks in attendance there that said that they recalled being told how the kids from uh, the residential school would sneak out and go swimming at Mohawk Lake. So they've got some fond memories of Mohawk Lake as well. Can you share with us a little bit about the vision for the future for the Mohawk Lake? Yeah, so um, the, the vision is really for the lake itself to be a clean and healthy healthy water uh, feature. So Mohawk Lake wasn't a lake to begin with. It's been dredged. It's really, um, it's a marshland, but most people vision it as a lake. So we know that uh, we want to keep it as a recreational lake, not necessarily swimming. Uh, To have swimming quality requires a lot of work and a lot of money, and we probably won't get there immediately maybe someone you know later down the road will decide they want to make it swimmable but at this point it it is healthy though we, we know that there's a number of species of fish and aquatic life turtles that sort of thing that are living in the area so it is not as polluted as many people think it is very silty um, and that is mostly because of the number of carp that live there. They're stirring up the bottom continuously, which prevents plant life from growing. So we need to to sort of bring it back to a healthy state. And that started with, uh, well, not polluting it anymore would be a good start. So um, we did a we did a whole environmental assessment. Uh, certainly not me. There's a, a whole technical team to this project, and without them, this would not be possible. And and one of the folks that heads it is really he works for the city of Brantford now. His name name is Nahid Gibbon. He also worked in Hamilton on Hamilton Harbor, so he's bringing all that expertise here as well. We had a grant. We we managed to get a grant from Phil McCollum's uh, team. Managed to get two million dollars. We secured it and resecured it a couple of times when governments changed. So we managed to get through that. And we used that money to complete the environmental assessment, but they put a really tight timeline on it for us. So Nahed was the one who came up with the idea that he could actually do all the all the requirements, all the technical requirements to complete an environmental assessment, a watershed assessment, and a master plan simultaneously. And I don't think anyone's ever done it. And he worked so hard and he just really put his nose to the grindstone to get that all done within the timeline we had in order to get the full $2 million and we didn't lose the funding. And um, when he was finished it all, we had a, enough money to actually take a look at the very first step of the plan, which is not to pollute the lake further. We have to stop the pollution. So Mohawk Lake has been used for years and years and years as a stormwater management pond, which is where when the rains come, the heavy rains come and they don't have time to absorb into the earth, they run off into the street and into the sewers and they run straight into the lake without any anything to filter them. They were just going into the lake. Nahed and the team at City of Bramford came up with a, an idea of putting in water, uh, oil and grit separators, which are used in the sewers um, all around the city, especially in the newer parts of the city when they rebuild roads, they put these new sewers in and and they they catch all the sediment that goes into the sewer and then they come along with trucks and they suck all that dirt out so it doesn't go into the water system. But we didn't have time to really build new sewers throughout the 
the old part of Brantford, um, and it would have been an extremely expensive venture to try to do so. And we wanted it fixed sooner than that. So they came up with the idea of these great big, huge oil and grit separators. City of Brantford Engineering developed them themselves. They don't exist anywhere else. So this is new technology for us. And, and they've uh, they had enough money to install two initially. Now we're going to need about 11 more. So there's still money to, to be raised and work to be done. But um, those two have been installed. They were, in, they were commissioned uh, in October and they were installed in the spring this year. And they're now working at uh, Shallow Creek Park and um, at the other end by uh, Lock Street, I think is where the two locations are. I haven't actually seen them. I wanted to see them. And they said, there's nothing to see. They're underground. So <laughs> I love to take people on a tour, but you can't really see under the ground. So. <laughs> But they are going to landscape um, Shallow Creek Park in the area where it went. So it goes right back to being a park. So. That's wonderful. It sounds like there's been a lot of ingenuity with Brantford, which is cool. We're doing some more firsts that haven't happened anywhere else. And yeah. it sounds like you've got a great team with the right expertise together now. So I'm really excited to see how this project is going to go. Can you tell us how, if anybody wanted to get involved with the Mohawk Lake project, how they would do that? Sure. Um, I suppose I should kind of just say where we are right now. We've sort of been on COVID caused a lot of delays in a lot of ways. Um, the project at the city has been going on, but the Mohawk Lake Working Group has not really met because of the the size of our uh, group now. So many volunteers are involved and in trying to um, get so many people together under COVID conditions. It's really been difficult. Um, so we're just uh, now able next Tuesday we're starting to talk about getting uh, the steering committee back together again uh, because we've got the plan for the water and once the lake is clean that's the catalyst for all the recreation that goes on around the lake the trails the access points and and all the work that really puts the vision into action. Uh, people want to be able to use the lake and enjoy the lake. So that part is still up and coming and has to be, um, uh, we have to kind of get that part going. So we're, the first meeting is with a steering committee of 20 people. That's the, you know, the MP, the MPPs and the mayors and all that, just to make sure that all the politicians are on board and all the staff attend that meeting as well. So the staff is on board and then, um, all of the citizens groups, so the neighborhood association groups, uh, various other like GRCA, the Rod and Gun Club, anyone who has an environmental or um, recreational interest in Mohawk Lake all come out to the steering committee. And even that meeting is like more than 20 people. So trying to find a room that's COVID compliant for 20 was challenging. We're going to get started. And once we we know what, you know, what the structure is going to be going forward, what we can and cannot do, uh, then we'll be getting all the, the additional volunteers, all the strategic planning, marketing, fundraising, all the different committees of the organization back up and running. And of course, we're always looking for new people who are interested in getting involved. And if they want call me or uh, send me an email. Um, I just use my regular work email, joy at grantfinancial.ca. They are welcome to do so. And we would be so happy to take some new folks on with new energy and, and, uh, and a love for the, for the lake. Thanks so much. You can never underestimate the, the power of volunteers in this community. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and it's great that you're always open to having more people get involved because there's so many people, so many people that have passion for that lake. So is there anything else you wanted us to know? No, I think, uh, you know, if the, the one area that uh, we might be looking at and if there's any fishermen out there that know uh, how to catch carp, um, uh, we could use their help. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's good. So we'll put a we'll put the word out there that we need some fishermen that know know how to catch some carp. Then. All right. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today, Joy. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mandy. I pre- I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you to our guests, Heidi DeVries and Joy O'Donnell for taking the time to speak to me about the Mohawk Lake District and the Mohawk Lake. Thank you for listening to this episode of For the Love of Brantford. You can find all the episodes at brantfordlibrary.ca slash FLB. This will include show notes where we list references, share images, and provide resources to continue your exploration of Brantford. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question, just fill out a form on our website. This podcast is a partnership with the Eagle Place Community Association, the Brant Historical Society, and the Brantford Public Library. Your hosts are Mandy Samwell, Nathan Etherington, and Zila Ozols. For more information about the podcast, visit brantfordlibrary.ca slash FLB.